Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. They call me Q the Boss. And today, we have a very special topic. Today, we're talking about marriage or the divorce. Ah, you gotcha. No, today we're talking about marriage or the wedding. What's more important, marriage or the wedding? I'm noticing that more people are planning for the wedding than the actual marriage. So we're talking about that today. I'm not going to push my spiritual beliefs or my beliefs on people. We're just having a conversation. It is an open forum conversation, guys. You can call in if you want. The phone number is 516-253-1150. Someone pin that number. 516-253-1150. Pin the number, pin the number, pin the number. Today we're talking about marriage or the wedding. Let me get into, first let me start off saying this. I'm a guy that's a divorcee. I've, I've been married before. And um, I spent a lot of money on the wedding, right? And less energy in the actual marriage. So I'm going to throw myself under the bus first, right? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't go into my marriage psychologically ready to be married, right? I went into the marriage knowing that there was a way if I wanted out, I could have out. When you go into a marriage, you automatically should look at it like, yo, this is it. Like, and that's how you should think in the beginning before you even entertain marriage. And me, I was the opposite. I went into a marriage like more so if it was like a boyfriend and girlfriend situation. And ultimately, it led to my divorce. But it wasn't just me, but it was both parties. We could have did things a lot different, but it is what it is. You live, you learn, you grow from every experience. And sometimes things are not fixable, right? Because you've gotten to a level of disrespect for the two of you guys that it's just not going to be fixed. So I'm asking guys, what do you see nowadays is more prominent? that people care about. Do they care about the marriage more or they care about the wedding, right? Let's just be honest, and I'm going to tell the truth. In a lot of cases, I genuinely believe that more people care about the wedding. And the reason why they care about the wedding, because of the celebration. All the money being spent on looking like love. Money should not be the totality deficit of uh, our determining factor of your marriage, right? Noticing that a lot of people think the opposite. They think that if I spend a lot of money on my wedding, that means we have a higher success rate. Notice if you noticed, more people who actually spend less money on marriages have longer marriages. Let's get into the statistic. The average cost of a wedding in 2022 was $30,000 including the ceremony and the reception, according to the NOT 2022 Real Wedding Study. So the average wedding is over $30,000 we're talking about, guys. It's taking you $30,000 to be underprepared, to go into a situation, spending all this money, ultimately ending your marriage because of the fact that the mentalities weren't there for a marriage. It was only about the wedding. And this goes for men and women. This is not about men or just women and men. I will say this, and I'm going to be honest. More women want the wedding more than men. And I'm going to be fair. Right? More women prepare for the wedding, right? And less likely the marriage too. 
It's not just men. It's both of us. A lot of men really wouldn't spend that much money on a wedding if it wasn't to please the woman. And I'm just going to say the truth. Noticing that a lot of people who spend these excessive amounts of money on a wedding ultimately end up in bad situations economically because a lot of people are taking out loans, they're using credit cards, and they're maxing out their lives to ultimately get this wedding, which is crazy because I would rather do that to buy myself my first living situation. Condo, apartment, villa, something, right? Ultimately giving us a value in life, right? But that's what I lo- I've noticed. We would rather spend the money on looking like for other people who are only going to come and critique the wedding anyway. Let's get into the statistic. In 2021, the marriage rate in the United States stood at six per thousand people of the population. This is a decrease from the 1990s level when the marriage rate was 9.8 marriages per thousand people. So you get what I'm saying now. We've noticed that this marriage thing is going down and more people are less likely to be married. A lot of people don't value or respect marriage because, again, it's taught to them that we're supposed to prepare ourselves for the moment. Walk down the aisle and look good for the cameras, but at the end of the day, we're not preparing ourselves for the long haul of the marriage, right? Marriage is a commitment. It is a a full-time job that you have to accept that you're willing to do. There, you know, it, it's really like ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. I've learned that in marriage, that you have good moments and you have bad moments. Anyone looking to be married, but going into a marriage, not understanding that is a lot of work. Sometimes I've noticed that some people look at certain people's marriages and they always talk about how good their marriages are, but they don't never critique or talk about how much work they put in to get that marriage to that level. So sometimes you may envy other people's relationships or marriages rather, but you don't see that these people have put in a lot of work to get their marriage to that magnitude. But yet and still you want that same marriage, but not realizing that if you had that same person, you and that person may not work out because you may not have the level of consciousness that that woman have, men, women, and ladies, I mean men, you might not have that level of consciousness that man has. So ultimately that marriage won't work even if you was in it. So sometimes from the outside looking in, everything always looks like it, gl- the glitter, it glitters because it, it cannot be gold, right? Everything that glitters is not gold. Everything that shines is not a diamond. But sometimes we're looking for the, the, the thing that looks good, right? Let's just get into these questions. What is a healthy marriage? This is a conversation we should talk about. What is a, ha- happy, a, ha- what is a happy home? I think a happy home is two people who's willing to work together and build, right? And they understand their roles. I think that is a very healthy situation. But I've noticed some people have taken it as, if he's not providing to the level of my standing, he is no good. And if she's not submissive to everything I say, she's no good. Sound like two insecure people to me. So now you're bringing two insecure people into a marriage, ultimately wondering if they're going to make it because they want to celebrate a moment that they already knew was going to fail because they never put in the work prior to the marriage. They didn't put in any work. You know, we, we don't even seek therapy because of the fact that we don't understand that two people have to understand what are their roles and what is expected of each other. But the problem is we think that we're just going to get it once we get into the marriage, which is not true. You only know the role once you understand your role before you're getting to the role. If you sitting down preparing yourself for a job and you have no experience on the job, chances are you're going to be bad at the job. And that's human nature. 
most people won't be good at the marriage because they don't even understand that in most cases, we don't have a lot of good examples. If you don't have got a lot of good examples, ten, hence why you have a lot of divorces. Because everyone looks at it like there's a way out, right? Everyone looks at everyone as disposable. Everyone looks at anybody as, I can replace you. I'm going to tell y'all guys something, and I'm going to say this on record. Chances are, if somebody walked down the aisle or willing to walk down the aisle with you, I truly doubt there's a ton of people on earth sitting there waiting to marry you, whether you're a man or whether you're a woman. It takes a very special person in this, this market right now, right? This dating world we're in right now to want to be married. Because being honest, most people don't want to be married anymore. So if a person is willing to marry you, that says a lot. Whether they're wrong, right, or indifferent, but it says a lot. Because let's be honest, I just told you the statistics. Marriage is actually becoming, it's taking the back seat. More children are being produced at a wedlock. Right? And I'm going to tell you something crazy, and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to insult no one. Please, no one take this personal. I don't understand how a person is willing to give you a child, man. We're willing to give women a, children, a child, but we're not willing to give them a ring. When a child is a lifetime commitment thing now, financially, responsible, it's, it's all around the board. So, men, we were, we're willing to give a woman a child, but we're not willing to give her a ring. And then, ladies, we're going to critique you. You're willing to give a man a child without giving you a ring. So it says a lot about both parties if you want to look at it from that standpoint. So, men, we're willing to uh, give a woman a child, but we're not worried about the fact that we got to deal with this child for the next 18 to 20 year, 21 years minimum, right? But yet still, ladies, you're willing to have a child with a guy out of wedlock who has, who's not willing to commit to you too. So it's, it's, it's both parties doing the wrong thing if you want to get technical. Both of us. I'm a man that happens to have a child out of wedlock. I'm also a man that also happened to have a child when I was married. So I've seen both sides of the coin. And I'm not saying marriage is the, the uh, total um, understanding of life, but the reality is if we're not willing to commit to each other, why are we trying to procreate children? This is why we have a lot of unhealthy homes. Because there are tons of people who are dating with no intent. Right? There's no intentions. The intentions is we're going to go with the flow. Having unprotected sex is not going with the flow. That's you consciously saying that a slip up, here comes the child. You cannot sit here and get mad when a woman and a man has gotten intimate and now they have a child. That was conscious when you're not using protection. I just hate to be the bearer of bad news. If a woman is not on birth control and a man is not using protection, that means consciously we're in the mood, we're trying to make a child. Because one slip up is coming. Let's just call it what it is, right? Let's get into more statistics, right? The reasons for divorce nowadays, right? I would personally say to myself, the number one reason for divorce is finances, right? That's what I would say, finances. The second reason for divorce is infidelity or other forms of cheating, right? Adultery, a physical contact, domestic abuse, and that can go on men and women. There are women who are very, they're domestic too, physical, as well as there are men. So sometimes we only point out the fact that men are getting are physically abusing women, but there are women who are very physically abusive to men. Let's call it what it is. Also, substance abuse, right? Then you have verbal abuse. 
there are a lot of women and a lot of men who are verbally, verbally abusive, right? See, when I call people out, I don't call out just one person. Because it can, they, it can inter- roles can interchange. I know women who are very verbally abusive, and I know men who are very verbally abusive. I know women who are very, uh, they, they abuse substances also. I know men that do the same thing. So it can go both sides. It's not one person is better than one. We got to call it out for what it is. Because if I know one person that changes the narrative, then that means it can't be 100% truth. I can have nine men who are verbally abusive and have one woman who is, I mean, it's the same thing. At the end of the day, both parties are doing it. See, the problem is when you can become an adult, you don't count how many times someone is doing something wrong. At the end of the day, wrong is wrong, right is right. And that's the issue what we have in today's society. You know what? We're going to lower the value of uh, you do it more. Men do it more. Or women do it more. And we sound like kids in the playground. And that's the problem. When you have these conversations, a lot of people get it rough with their, their feathers. Because they look at it like, oh, more men cheat. I don't believe that either. I think both parties cheat. I think it's all about the security of the person. An insecure person tends to look for other people to accommodate their insecurities. So one person is not enough for an insecure person. Let me say that one more time. A very insecure person looks for other people to accommodate their insecurities because they're insecure. So when a person is constantly looking for other people to accommodate their insecurities, that means they're very insecure. So sometimes people cheat because of their insecurities, because they need multiples of people to make them feel better about themselves. Which is the truth. So the problem is we tend to like look at a men's standpoint or a woman's standpoint and we point the fingers at each other, ultimately creating more separation. But I'm going to tell you something about Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. We are trying to bring the narrative closer. And a person that's insecure, please don't come on this podcast, come in here to defend the stance of a man, men, and women. Please don't come over here trying to defend the stance of a woman. Because at the end of the day, if I can talk about a man bad, I can talk about a woman bad. I can tell the truth. And if you don't like it, then this, this form is not for you. Which is the truth. We're not sitting here trying to cause more separation. There's enough of it. Let's get into this again. Reasons for divorce. I truly believe that finances play a major part because society has taught us to overly value finances to the point where there are tons of men getting away with murder because women overvalue finances. So now you're dealing with so much trauma from this man because you overvalue his finances. But if you were grown and you had your own life together, you wouldn't need his finances. A grown-up don't need someone. A grown-up wants somebody. I think the sexiest, healthiest relationship is when you have two people who want each other. I think that is sexy. Let me say that one more time. I think the sexiest, healthiest relationship is when two people don't need each other, they want each other. When they look at each other and say, hey, I can provide a roof over my head for myself, you can provide a roof over your head for yourself, but guess what? Let's cohabitate and make this room a home. That's healthy. And that's what we need to understand. We need to go back to the, 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 the realities of life. I feel like a lot of people live in a fairy tale world, right? Their mentalities are so far-fetched that they don't see the decisions that they make in the poor, right? A lot of them, right? The median cost for divorce in the U.S., the median, meaning the middle, cost for divorce in the U.S. is $7,000. While the average in between is 15 
to $20,000. But I must say this. This is not a one-size-fits-all for the price. And that's on, that's, that, that article came out by Forbes. And this is what we must understand. Sometimes I feel like people are not seeing things that they, they could have because of the fact that they may have overly put a value on themselves. I meet men who haven't done anything with their lives who say stuff like this. And I'm going to blow your mind. I'm not getting married because she ain't going to take my stuff from me. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, my good brother. If you don't have anything, what is the woman going to take from you? Let me say this one more time. There are a lot of men who always go on a record and be like, yo, I'm not getting married because I don't want this woman to take my stuff from me. Listen, my good brother. I said it with the Hulk Hogan voice. If you don't have anything, what is the woman going to take from you? Ladies, if you don't have anything, what is the man going to take from you? So my whole point is this. If we grow, and now we're talking about adult dating, right? Adult dating is building. Adult dating is not just getting intimate and going out on weekends enjoying life. Adult dating is looking, up, looking back at your futures and see what you have accomplished together. We're talking about we're two grown-ups. If you're still child dating, you're going to still have child results. And there are a lot of couples that still have child results because of the fact that they don't understand the difference between adult dating and childhood dating. Let me say that one more time. When you're grown, you understand what adult dating looks like. Here's the problem. A lot of us are still out here in 2023 child dating, meaning... We're not planning anything. We're just living our fake best life, talking about we're in love, and ultimately never getting anywhere in our lives because of the fact that we never made any decisions that would put us in position to have a better life. Adult dating is two people coming together to build. And this is the problem. Tons of people do not understand the purpose of dating because what we do is we look for our insecurities, we accept us for who we are, and ultimately never get anywhere in life, and then we get mad as we get older and we blame the world. That's the problem. No one wants to point the finger at themselves because they realize that it's easier to point the finger at someone else. The world right now is so caught up in what is supposed to look like the fairy tale life, not, and then you, hold on, watch this narrative. This is crazy. I have to say this. There are people that say that there is no such thing as a fairy tale life. So, ladies, why are you still out here looking for the fairy tale story? You know it don't exist. Men, why are you out here looking for the perfect woman? She don't exist. Every woman is annoying. Every man is annoying. It comes with the territory. I haven't met a married man that said his wife wasn't annoying. And I have never met a married woman that said her husband wasn't annoying. But her husband was so annoying that she was willing to tolerate him because she loved him and vice versa. That man loved his woman so much that he dealt with her annoying behind too. Every relationship has problems. We're looking for the perfect thing. You're going to keep going around from bedroom to bedroom to bedroom looking for something that don't exist because there is no perfect human. That person never existed besides the one person we all know who that is that walked earth. And that was many moons ago. One person. 
There is no more perfection. Everyone has problems. But you have to look at somebody and say, wait. Here go the woman. Having a conversation with her friends. Yeah, I'm going to be y'all right now. And I want y'all to feel away. Girl, I can't deal with him. I'm like, why? This is how y'all talk to each other. I can't deal with him because he snore. You forgot that he's a great provider. You forgot that he's consistent. We're going to negate that he loves you. We're going to negate that he's always there. All of these things, but he snores. So now we're going to throw him to the curb. He's not good enough. Men, her butt is not big enough. This is the truth. Are you kidding me? You're negating how good of a woman she is because of the size of her butt. Yo, my brother's jaw is so insecure. The size of her butt. We've gotten to the point where you have women who are walking around here with butts bigger than horses because of the fact they're trying to make these guys look at them. Like, it's the insecure world, right? We got men who are, who are getting fake abs because they, they want these women to see, to see them as, this is, this is crazy. The world we're in today is so sick, right? When you tell me somebody loves you, right? The word love, from a Bible standpoint, is about acceptance, right? So how does someone love you but they ultimately want to change everything about you? I just had to ask that. How does someone love you but they're always trying to change everything about you? I think they like the physical. They don't like the mental you. That's the difference. So they see you as a physical specimen. You're very attractive to them. But from a mental standpoint, they don't like you. Some people will never like you because, truth be told, they don't like themselves. How can you like somebody when you haven't even learned to like yourself? You still haven't learned to like you. Some people don't like themselves. And I'm going to be honest. Some people will look at themselves in the mirror and call themselves ugly. I don't care what nobody say. I think I'm fire. You know why? Because if I don't, who will? I think I'm, go I'm, I'm a handsome brother. And I'm going to say it again. I could be in a room full of Boris Kojo and, and Morris Chestnut and, and Denzel Washington. I'm going to still say that I'm fire. I think I'm very handsome. And if you're not looking at yourself like that, who will? Where's the self-confidence, guys? Where's the self-confidence? I'm going to tell you, I told a story this last week. There was a guy, he told me that um, there was a particular woman who thinks she's a 10. So he kept asking her over and over and over, what do you rate yourself? She said, a 10. He said, you ain't no 10. She said, I am a 10. He said, no, you're not. He said, she said, I am a 10. So the girl goes, they call my phone. They say, yo, Q, tell, tell whatever. Her, let's say her name is Michelle. Tell Michelle she ain't no 10. I said, why you say that? He said, because look at her. She ain't no 10. I said, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. She has every bit of right to feel like she's a 10. Who am I to judge her because I'm not attracted to her? I don't make her not a 10. Because your perfection of her, her beauty could be in your eye. Somebody else could see her as a 10. And she has every bit of right to love herself to the point where she feels she's a 10. Well, let's talk about it. What is more important? The marriage? Or the ring? 
What are we talking about here? More people want the wedding than they care about the marriage. They want to be able to say, I got the big bling on and have the moment and act like this is what matters ultimately. Losing because of the fact that they spend all kind of money on a reception ceremony. They spend tons of money on the food and photography and a DJ. Then they come back, they rent photo booths and 360 booths and all of these other intangible things. And let's throw a band in there, right? Then they spend all the money on a, a three to four level cake. Then they do uh, 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 the groomsmen's, the brides, right? Let's keep going. The honeymoon, the transportation. By the time you look at it, all of this money spent is money lost. Ultimately, to be divorced because that was the whole purpose of it. You and this person never was going to get anywhere from the jump because y'all don't understand what marriage looks like. Y'all don't even understand what a relationship looks like. So many people believe that a relationship is so... It's, it's, a, it's a honeymoon. It's a fairy tale. I'm going to tell you something. If you can't... And you, matter of fact, let me say this one more time. If you keep looking for a fairy tale, you'll never see the blessing that could be in front of you because the person that could be the husband or the wife to you will never be seen because you have made up your mind, right, to believe that this perfect being is out there existing looking for you. I know people who are currently married and they don't value their mate because of the fact that the mate is not everything that they want, right? And this is a problem. Let me say this one more time before we take this caller. I know people, hold on one second, I know people who are married and currently don't appreciate their mate because they ultimately believe that there is some perfect person out there right now waiting for them. That's sick. Caller, what's going on, caller? Caller, call back. Someone call in 516-253-1150. Let me say that one more time. 516-253-1150. Listen, I know people currently right now who are married and don't appreciate their mate. Because society told them that there's something perfect out there waiting for them. I'm going to tell you something. I don't care who get mad, men and women. If this person is perfect, right, they work their whole life to become the elite earners, right? They become, work so hard to put themselves in a, a great position. What makes you think you're so special that they would want you? Why? This person has options. They're the first perfect human walking earth. I think they're going to look for somebody perfect, too. And if you think you're perfect, you're in denial because it's not true. Let me say something. Women shame other women, right? Men for the size of the ring that he got her. A lot of women will shame another woman because of the ring size that the guy got her. See, I'm going to tell you something. That big ring that you may see on finger doesn't mean that's the necessary, that's the, that's the how big the love is in that home. See, you look at the ring size, but you don't look at the love size, right? Let me say that one more time. One more time, guys. Listen to this very well. A lot of women will shame a woman for the fact that her husband or her fiancé didn't buy her this big old ring. His finances only might have allowed him to buy this. But here's the dilemma. Sometimes we overly indulge on how much the ring costs, but not how much love is in their house. So sometimes you may see that big old diamond on her finger, but they got a big old lust in their house. So the relationship is made of coal, even though it looks great, but it's not real. 
because it's fake, right? And that's the problem in a lot of relationships. We ultimately keep running off of what society is saying. As long as we listen to society, the divorce rates will keep going up because everything is about combating men and women combating men, combating women and fighting against each other. That's all you see. That's all you see. And now ask yourself, who you think pushes this narrative? Who pushes this narrative? It's the powers that be. If I was a divorce lawyer, I would push divorce too. I'm trying to get rich. Let's call it what it is. If I was a divorce lawyer, I would push divorce also because I'm trying to get rich. Every time you see something overly pushed, know that there's a gender behind it, right? Let's just call it what it is. Mass incarceration. A lot of young men who come from single homes tend to end up incarcerated. Sounds like an agenda to me. Let's just call it what it is. But the problem is we're going to ignore the true problems because you know why? Society has given us a lot of false narrative, put a big blindfold over our eyes, and now we're walking around the world trying to just figure it out. And the sad part is a lot of people that y'all allowed to lead you, right, is the people that haven't even led themselves. You asking people for advice who wouldn't even do what they tell you. Ladies, I'm going to tell you this on record. I don't care what you say. You can get mad all you want. Most women, I'm going to say this on record, most women will go to the most, uh, it could be the most singlest woman or the person that's literally just willing to listen to them and get advice from them. They'll go to a friend that never even had a relationship longer than six months telling you how to be in a relationship. I've noticed that more men are willing to go to men who have very similar situations to ask for advice. And I'm going to be honest with you. In most cases, when a man starts talking bad about his marriage or his relationship, that means he already has one foot out the door. Notice women always complain about their relationships even when it's not that bad. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of women overly complain about relationships that aren't that bad because they still believe in the Cinderella Snow White story. There's no such thing. You cannot go. Matter of fact, ladies, I'm going to tell you how this. You're going to get mad at me. I don't care. Go to the river and kiss every toe and see if you get a prince. It's not going to happen. Let me say that one more time. Ladies, you're going to get mad at this. But go to the river and kiss every toad and see if you get a prince. Right? He's going to gallop in on your 40th year of existence and he's going to ride into the sunset with you. I'm going to tell you something, ladies. That king that you want, you're going to have to build it with him. You're going to have to find somebody and build something with. You're not going to just gallop into the sunset and think that life is going to be perfect because you're such a special person. Everything that has power behind it took time to build. Every healthy relationship took time to heal. And a lot of the relationships that you see are healthy are two people that worked on healing each other. That's why they're perfect or good for each other. And that's the truth. You're looking at the man and you're seeing that this man is supposed to fix you, but you're not willing to fix yourself. Ladies, we got to get out of our feelings anytime a man tell you the truth. We got to get out of our feelings. Because if a man is telling you how he want to be loved, stop trying to ultimately make only about how you want to be loved. Everybody loves different. And love looks different to different people. You have to understand how you feel like love is. And men, we have to learn how a woman wants to be loved. And ladies, you have to learn how your man wants to be loved. People love different. Some people love is provision. Some people love is trust. 
Some people love his integrity. Some people love his being there. Some people love his support. Some people love his different. Love don't look the same from every facet. Let me take this caller. Caller, what's going on? Caller, what's going on? Hello, hello. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. How you doing? I would just like to say that I've been married over 21 years, and I went through hell with this marriage, thinking that everything was going to be good, and I was a good wife there if I had my six kid kids in the house. Yes. And now he just sent me my divorce papers because now he's married to somebody else. Wow. Wow. What, 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 let me... Can I ask you a question? Sure. As far as the marriage, and I'm going to tell you a quick story. My boy said to me the other day, he said to me, he kept blaming my ex-wife for the reason why we got divorced. And I told him, in order for me to heal, I have to accept what I could have did different in the relationship. So this is my question to you. What do you think you could have did different to make that relationship better? I could have waited and took the advice from my mother. And waited until I was completely 100% ready. I respect that. At the time, I was ready, but I don't think he was at the, the level where I was. And because he had a hard life and he had just came straight out of jail, I think his understanding of what marriage should be was not what I was uh, already able to. Because again, I was 18, moved out of my mom's house, had two jobs. I was really doing what I was supposed to. But what I didn't do is wait for God to guide me in that marriage or that advice in that path. And because I didn't wait, this is what I've been going to for the 21 years. And I'm not blaming him. I actually really take an accountability of myself. And a lot of women don't take the accountability truly agree, agree 100% with. You know, sometimes um, in life we make poor decisions, but the problem is we tend to not be accountable. And the one thing I want to do is commend you as your brother, my sister, is that you're accountable with your decisions. Because like even when I look back at my divorce, I could have done a lot of different things, right? Because sometimes I listen to people say that, oh, he was verbally abusive, but who allow it, right? You know, and, and the reality of all things is we allow it and we ultimately pray on the fact that People that we we praying that they become, but they're not showing us that. And we overly stay too long, ultimately making it worse, right? Right. And I came from a, a dysfunctional family. So um, I guess, you know, seeing my mom go through it, 
and my dad go through it. I, at some point, when I turned 18 and I had got married at 19, I understood that that was not my path. Okay. It had to be something different. What I had to go through, what I went through, in order for me to be able to come to this understanding where I am now. I'm not the same person 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I've grown up from where I've been and what I've seen. And yes, somewhere down the line, I did repeat some of the cycles with my kids. But once I became more knowledgeable and more aware of it, I nipped it in the butt and said, no, enough is enough. And I have to be accountable for what I'm done and what I brought to this table, what I did and didn't do. Now I got to make it right for not only my children, for anybody else coming up. I love that. If I can give the advice to anybody, be patient and wait. Don't just so be quick to run into something. And if you see those red flags immediately, I agree 100%. Because your life is more important than somebody else's ill attempt for your life. I agree 100%. The one thing I will always tell anybody, any man, any woman, you know, when leaving a relationship, right? If you're bitter, right? Men, if you're bitter, women, if you're bitter, ultimately you're going to create the next sour relationship because bitter and bitter only creates more sour. So the relation, next relationship will be sour if a person is bitter based on their past tense relationships. In order to have a great relationship, one must get over their bitterness. I a while, but you know what I had to learn? I, it was my choice to stay in that relationship, not his, because he only did to me what I allowed him to do. I agree 100%. And you hit the nail on the head when you said that, and it, it brought me back to a place where my mom and my grandma were said, you're only going to allow a man to treat you the way that you want to be treated. If you do not want to be treated that way, then you know your worth. Agreed. Where you're going in life, and then you create the atmosphere and be around the positive people and be around the people that are making something of their life, and you'll see a difference. I agree 100%. My sister, I want to tell you I value, I appreciate you, and I definitely love the call-in because your content, or rather what you just spoke on, is actually right on point to what we're talking about today, you know, and I, and I want to tell you, I appreciate the support and, and you know, and, and I'm praying that God actually gives you a whole better situation, right? And I just want you to know, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you too. And if I can have somebody else out there who went through the same situation, you know, this is, this is my time to actually give them some insight, not just, you know, from a woman's point of view, but also from a sister's point of view. You know what? We, we, a lot of our women do not stand together and stand up for things. But we stand up for nonsense and things that doesn't matter. And that's what breaks us as a whole. We women really need to stick together and understand that, yes, we, we make mistakes. And yes, we've been misguided by our family and society. But when we recognize and acknowledge that, and the ones that are coming up and uplift our sisters, then we can be as a whole, as a community. I agree. Then we can build those, those gaps and then we can help each other out. You I know, agree. when we can take away the, the, the hatred or the envy or the jealousy, whatever it may be, we can really look at a community. And that's where I want to be able to be a supportive to someone else. I appreciate you so much. You're 100% right, my sister. Thank, thank you thank so you much, all right? Thank you. You're welcome. I love that. Listen, she's right 100%. You know, that's what I love to talk about is the word accountability. 
You know, another caller's calling in right now. So we're going to take this other caller. Caller, what's going on, caller? You know, we have to understand, you know, in life. Caller. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I uh, I just want to say that uh, this is my uh, second time listening to you. And uh, the first time was uh, just the other night. Okay. And I took examples from what you were saying, and I directly applied it to to my relationship that was kind of on the rocks. And um, it, it helped so much, man. It, wow. It, it, it brought me to a place where I could sit down with my with my woman and we we talked about exactly our problems and we're on the mend right now. We're mending, you know, we're doing very well, even just a day later. And I just wanted to, first of all, thank you for that. Listen, and, my uh, brother, I, I want to anyway, thank you for taking the challenge, right? Because it is a challenge to make ourselves uncomfortable to do something new, right? Totally. And it was super uncomfortable because because you helped me realize that I was I was actually in the wrong. I, I mean, I was lying to myself. Yeah. Thinking that I'm sitting here trying to build something using tactics that are kind of like, you know, rude. Like I was being rude. I was being like rude trying to build something good. And you can't, I can't do that. You no. know, I, I had to take a step back and realize that I was actually in the wrong and using like, um, I was, I was calling her names and stuff like that, trying to make her feel like, like, like she, like she needed to be better in some aspects or whatever, but really I was going about it all the wrong ways. And, and you helped me to realize that I was wrong there and I totally apologize. And, and I'm, I'm right now we're on the mend or whatever, but, but the real thing I wanted to call in and say is like, uh, we're not married yet. We've been together okay. for about uh, a year now okay and we've known each other since high school. So, okay. um, we, we do know each other. We, we are, we are, we've been good friends in the past. And it's only recently that we've started this relationship and started this relationship building. Yes. And um, it's taking um, time. And and I wanna I wanted to ask you. So she she's a little bit more negative than I am. Like she's focusing on the negative a lot of times. And I'm not a perfect man. Yeah. And um, I, I'm trying my best to, to to fulfill the roles that that I believe that I need to fill or whatever. But she's focusing on the negative a lot. How how do I like circumvent that? How do I what do I do to help her to see the uh, focus more on my positives and and um, make it so that she's just not focusing on the negative so much because there's always going to be negative. Of course, know? of course. Let me ask you a question so I can get a little bit more understanding. Um, did she grow up with a mother and a father? Uh, she she had uh, her parents were divorced. That that could be uh, um, sometimes the traumas that we have as children tend to. Uh, re-engage or keep us a hindrance for our whole life. And the reason being is because certain things we don't get over. And a lot of times we tend to believe that we have gotten over certain things, but we haven't, right? Especially like say if I've been hurt, I tend to bring my hurt to the next relationship. So what I always tell people is if you and that, you want that relationship really to work, I personally think therapy is mandatory because again, she gets to vent and, and figure and see what's wrong with her and you get to see what's wrong with you. You get to tell her how you feel about life. She get to tell you how you feel about, you know, yeah, so y'all get to understand each other more because sometimes in relationships, we talk at each other. We don't talk to each other. So ultimately, we never really understand each other. So we think we do, but we really don't because of the fact that, okay, love is good, but respect is more tangible for a long-term relationship. And you said a word earlier that is extremely mandatory. You said you guys were friends. 
I think sustaining and maintaining a friendship is more valuable than actually the love aspect. Friends tend to last longer in relationships than people that love each other. Absolutely. I agree. And when we do have that, I mean, we've known each other for years. I'm 34 years old. She's 33. Okay. And we we've, uh, initially met in high school, and but we were never really, um, you know, together uh, this whole time. And then uh, 17 years later, you know, she has a child now. Okay. And, um, you know, she's not, you know, obviously she's not with that other guy. She has an 11 year old child now. And, okay. and I just felt like I was in a position to where, you know, I, I need to find a, a woman and, and be with her and create something and make something, um, that, that I can stand on, you know, for, for the rest of my life. And I'm, I'm in it to win it with her. And I feel like she's in it to win it too. And for the long haul, but it's just, I find myself being called out for all these negative things, whereas I'm never being appreciated for the positive. And she, and she might just, not, she might not know how to appreciate, you know, this is where we have to use some kind of therapist into the situation to teach us how to, because love, like I said before, it can look different from everybody, right? Depending on their lens of what they see, right? But let me ask you a question. If you had a child today, right? If I put my hands on your child, what would you do to me? Um, can you say that again? I'm sorry. If you had a child and I put my hands on your child, what would you do to me? Oh, it would, it would be armed. Yeah. So you would do what the word is. You would do what? I would, I would have to defend. And that's just it. The word is fight. And I think you should fight for your relationship. If you love something and you care for something, I think we should do the things that make us very uncomfortable to make a healthier relationship. And there's nothing wrong with seeking therapy together. There's nothing wrong with uh, actually putting a higher being in the relationship because it gives you guys more power. And I'm telling you, the more you understand each other, the healthier the relationship is. Absolutely. You say that. See, I'm a Christian. and she too. She's kind of like, I don't want to say godless, but she doesn't believe in any of that stuff. It's okay because you can show her he exists, right? Because it could be little things they've been through. Like I said, I don't know her story, so I'm playing devil's advocate. And the reason why is because I don't know her story or what she's been through, right? So I know people who didn't know God and actually learned God because of a person that they met that knows God, right? A lot of people who got stronger walks with God come around people who have stronger walks with God and ultimately find God. So sometimes you got to use yourself as that light and let yourself shine so bright that it's, it's, it's impossible for her not to see it. Right. You know? That's, that's great advice, dude. That's exactly how I feel, man. I appreciate and that, brother. And another thing that kind of messes up, like, the, the dynamics is that she, you know, since since she's been a single mother for 11 years now or whatever, she's she's kind of had to um, provide and, 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 and she took on a lot of masculine traits. Like, she... she the house that we live in is her house, you know, the, uh, and, and, you know, I pay, I obviously pay, I've come in and I start paying the bills and yeah. doing as much as I can, but she carries a full-time job. She works. Uh, she's got a lot of masculine traits uh, that, that I have a lot of, you know, I, I just, it's hard for me to get over and stuff like that. So she's, she's like taking over a lot of the roles that I feel like I should be holding. And therefore she comes in with more of, you know, more things to say, you know, more, more. Let me ask you a question. You said 11 years she's been having to do that, right? Yeah. You've been in her life for 12 months. Uh, I, I, we've been together in, uh, one year now. One year. And, and me, my, what I would tell you to do, I personally think you should prove to her that you are the man that you say you are. Right? And, and, and if she doesn't see it, then there's nothing you can do about it. But I think you should prove to her that I'm the man that is worthy to be, led, be leading. 
I'm telling you, more women usually, when they, when they feel confident and comfortable, they usually allow a man to lead. Especially if the man is being a man. Right on. I agree. Just fight. Like I said, put on your gloves. Put your mouthpiece in because she's going to hit you back a little bit. Right? Yeah. It's because it's something abnormal, something new. So just go spar with her a little bit. But also make her feel comfortable where you're showing that the sparring is not to hurt her. But it's actually to uh, show you that I got your back and I care for you and I love you. And I want to build right with on. you. Right? I, I agree, dude. And I will say this before we get off this live. A man is measured based on what he helps a woman build. Because a, a true man can bring out the greatness in a, in a strong woman also. And a strong woman can build out the greatness in a man. Right? And the challenging men usually take on good challenging women because it makes us greater. Right on. I appreciate Thank you, me. brother. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Call. Now, come on, of course. Yeah, guys, I love it. You know, the, the content is always good, man. We always have some positive people calling, man. You know, we have people from all over the country calling in, and they actually add a lot of substance to this conversation. You know, we talk about uh, uh, the marriage you know, we don't always talk, we, we, we don't talk about, uh, we talk about the weddings, but we don't talk about the marriage. And I've noticed so many people are so captivated by the ring, right? But they're not captivated by what it takes to keep the ring, right? There are tons of women that get married and say things like, I don't need no man. Why are you even in a relationship? Why? Man, if you're saying that you don't need a woman, you shouldn't be in a relationship either. Because I think at a certain point, we all need each other. It is healthy to need someone, right? And that's the problem. What I mean by needing, see, we talk about economics when we talk about needing all the time. And the sad part is that's not the totality of what I say need. When we say, I say you don't need somebody financially. And the reason why I say you shouldn't need someone financially, because in most cases, the person will take advantage of the fact that you need them. That's why it's not healthy to need people financially. What I'm trying to say is a man has to understand that at the end of the day, the woman and the man are supposed to need each other. She plays roles that he can't play, and she he plays roles that she can't play. I mean, one time, I remember t one time this woman said to me, she don't need a man. So this is my a girl I was dating years ago. And she said, I don't need no man. And then one night we were laying in the bed, and we heard a noise. And she said to me, can you go see what that is? I said, nah, you're the, you the man of the house. You go see what that is. She looked at me and said, what you say? I said, you are the man of the house. Go see what the noise is. See, the problem is, ladies, and I hate to say this, and I'm going to be on record and say this. A lot of the times, even when you deal with alpha females, they pick and choose when to put on their feminality and when not to put on their feminality. A man has no, we can't do that. So it's not fair. We always have to be this man, right? So what I'm trying to say is, she wouldn't get up and go, look, she was like, oh, you're not being a man. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Every day you challenge me in my manhood. Every day you challenge my manhood. But now is the time to go really be the man that you act like you are, right? You don't want to do it. Hmm. I'm not understanding that. But they say the math ain't mathing. <laughs> but guys, I'm telling you straight up, we need to start learning on how to build these marriages more than the, the, the weddings. I'm seeing so many people waste so much funds economically on these weddings because they want to do a show. Just keep in mind, a wedding is one day. A marriage is a lifetime commitment. A marriage is one day, guys. Let me say this one more time. Let me say this one more time. Stay with me, guys. All right, let's say this one more time. A wedding is one day. A marriage is a lifetime commitment. Before you decide to have this one day, you should lock in your mind, after this one day, I'm in this for the long term and the long game, and I'm going to stay in this situation. I think the mind should be ready for the marriage. 
more than it is for the wedding. A lot of people haven't changed their minds and understood that. They still haven't learned that. They're so captivated as, oh, I can't wait to have my... Notice this. I hear more people... I'm going, I'm, ladies, don't get mad. It's a woman. Girl, I can't wait to pick out my dress. I'm going to wear Everything is about the wedding. And I don't never hear them talking about Girl, I can't wait to be this excellent wife and I'm going to support my man. I'm going to be there for him and I'm going to love on him. But no, you're talking about the vacation, which is the honeymoon. You're talking about the Vera Wang dress that you want or the Gucci Louis, Louis dress that you want. You're talking about all of those things, but not the things that really matter. Ultimately, going to end up in the relationship being ending a divorce. And the reason being is because there was never no preparing for the actual marriage. It was only preparing for the wedding. Right? And that's a major dilemma. And I'm noticing, I'm seeing it so transparent. So guys, if anybody want to call in, call in right now. Call in 516-253-1150. One more time. 516-253-1150. Someone call in right now. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about this. Do you think more people prepare for the marriage or the wedding? Because I'm going to honestly say I think more people prepare for the wedding. And I'm going to be honest. I don't know about y'all. A wedding is one day. A marriage is a lifetime commitment. I agree with you so much. You're 100% right. And that's what people don't understand, right? In order to be married or stay married, you have to have a mentality of a married person. Going in understanding that there's going to be ups and downs, right? There's going to be lefts, rights. But it's never perfect. Guys, we're going to accept another phone call right now. Caller, caller, caller. Hold on one second, guys. Caller, what's going on, caller? Caller, turn your TV down. Or the, or your, whatever you want. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing well. How was everything? I want, yes, everything is wonderful. I wanted to speak into the life, the call. Uh-huh. Am I connected? Yes, I hear you. Okay, so basically I wanted to elaborate on the fact that um, there are some women who knows how to value a man and knows how to, you know, um, come into a marriage relationship with with their attributes of honoring a man, you know? But we get overlooked, you know? We come in, you know, we already have our lives together as far as our finance, our living situation, and all we want to do is love and honor the man. And some, there are, well, there's, there's, there's a lot of men that um, feel intimidated by true love. I mean, true love by actually wanting to build and grow and add essence to the man, you know. And I just believe a lot of men are intimidated by a strong, a strong rule. I, I agree, but sometimes you know, and and I can say this in the defense of men, and I'm not defending men, but I can say that a lot of women overlook the men that actually do want that because they put them in the friend zone. Right, so it goes both ways. I see that certain women overlook the guy that could be a potential husband because he's not, he's corny, right? He's not the guy that I want, right? He's not fun. Yeah. So it, it goes both ways. Yeah. See, when you're looking at a, a mate, you're not looking at fun. You're not looking at, he makes me laugh every second. Is this man going to love me to the end of time? If I got sick today, would he want to be there? Right? Those are the value, right. more valuable tangibles, right? But we look at all the wrong things also, both of us. Yeah. You know, but what and you're saying is true. Like, there are a lot of men intimidated by women that do well. I've seen it tons of times. 
but I also see, I also um, find myself situations where I put more in and don't receive anything out. Like, you know, I, I, I you know. That, that's conscious. That means you're a giver. Physically and financially. That means you're a giver. I, mean, you, I find, yeah. You got to be I careful when you're a giver, though. Because I don't, yeah. Givers, givers yeah. get taken advantage of because you guys are givers. When a giver has is a giver, you got to find somebody that's also a giver. Because if a giver is with a taker, a taker will never stop taking from the giver. It's true. So you have to balance it out. You got to understand, if I'm a giver, I have to date a giver. Because it will balance out. So the person and you are pouring back into each other's cups. But if you keep dating a, a taker, ultimately, sometimes that might be your love language where you feel like giving is your way of showing love. But you have to raise your own awareness of that. You know, that, that doesn't make you a bad or a good woman. It makes you you, right? Some people just believe in doing a lot for their mate. But you just have to raise your awareness like, hold on, let me slow down because people will take advantage of me as this has been done in the future. Because doing the same thing, expecting different results is a definition of insanity. So I don't think you're insane. It's their way of loving. That's how you love. We just got to raise that awareness because givers, I know a lot of women that give, and they end up dating takers, and these men take advantage of them. That's true. You know? But I definitely... I really appreciate your podcast. I have your book. I'm uh, reading. What, what chapter you right on? Now. I follow you a lot. I appreciate you. What chapter are you on right now? Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, guys, you know, like, that's the, that's the thing. When, you, you know, when, you're, when you're dating a, a taker, you have to be conscious of it, especially if you know that you're a giver. And the givers, ultimately, they takers, and takers take advantage. And that's the reality of life. So we have to be conscious of our decisions, right? See, sometimes we look at the, 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 the lit guy, the, the fun girl, the girl with the big butt, the tall man. We look at all the wrong tangibles, and then we date it because you think that's going to keep the relationships. I'm going to tell you something truthfully. There are tons of men... That, that at the end of the day, when, they, when, a, when, when, a, when a woman sees a guy, she could be very physically attracted to him, right? But then later on, she could not be so much attracted to him anymore because of the fact that looks fade, right? And the reason why looks fade is because you only dated a look. But then when you see that the look don't match the mentality, ultimately you don't want that look anymore. Now, let me say that again. There, and I want you women to hear this really, really well. And I'm telling you facts. The problem with men and women, and I'm going to say this on record, the problem with dating looks is what happens is over time it spoils, meaning the person may look good. Now what happens is when a person keeps doing things, ultimately the looks don't look good anymore. So what happens is you're so captivated only by the looks that you never learned the mentality of the person because the looks don't always match the way the person looks. Just because a person is attractive don't mean their behaviors are attractive. Just because a woman is sexy don't mean she behave sexy. Just because a woman uh, is, 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 is quiet don't mean she ain't loud. And why I say loud is because behind closed doors, that woman could be very loud. She could be quiet in public, but very loud behind closed doors. That man could be very uh, much of a leader in front of people, but behind closed doors, every bit of controlling. See, this is the problem. When you see these red flags, why are you trying to entertain it? 
You see, the problem is we attach ourselves to these red flags, ultimately crying about the fact that this person is too much of this or that, but yet and still you saw it in the beginning, but you still allowed it. So who is to blame? This is a question we must ask ourselves. Who's to blame? So we got to be more conscious of our decision-making on who we attach ourselves to. So when choosing a mate, right, let's look at the things that matter. Let's look at their mentality. Let's look at, their, let's look at the way they were raised. These are things are so valid to why a lot of people have problems. And the reason why I say that is because tons of people don't see that the person that they're dating is a reflection of what they've been through. Let me say that one more time. Now, I want you all to hear this good. A lot of people that you guys are dating are a reflection of the traumas they've been through. So sometimes when you see a person behaves a certain way, it's because they were raised a certain way. So sometimes you say, oh, this person, I can change this person. Sometimes that has been indoctrinated in their brain so long that they believe that their behaviors are okay. They can't see what they do wrong. And there's nothing you can say to make them believe that they're doing something wrong when they already made reservations in their mind that they're not doing something wrong. And that's the problem. But let me guess, you're going to date that person and you're going to try to fix that person. It's not going to work. Guys, when a person shows you who they are, believe it. At the end of the day, life is too short to be wasting your time on someone that don't appreciate, value, and respect you. Understanding that marriage is a beautiful thing and people should come together to get married and build something together, ultimately protecting and creating a legacy, right? And a lot of people are not having these conversations because of the fact that we're going to sit on these podcasts and talk about let's be women enemies and men, let's be uh, men, I mean women, let's be men enemies. That says a lot about you ladies and that says a lot about you men. When you're out here creating a mentality of separation, that means you're insecure. Anybody that want more of this podcast, log into Spotify, log into any major platform. The podcast is called Don't Let That Go Over Your Head. We stream it on every single major platform called Don't Let That Go Over Your Head. For more content, for more advice, for more substance, keep running it up. Keep showing the love, guys. We're going to keep dropping these bombs every Sunday. We go live and we drop this thing at the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head studios. And we're going to keep running it up, guys. Till next time. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Don't miss the message and don't let that go over your head.